There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, my talkers, the day is winding down, and whether you're coming home from work, going to work, or just hanging out at home, what better way to spend that than with Lori and Julia this evening? Here we are, and we are bringing you some bad news if you own a movie um, production company called uh, Disney. Okay, not really, but it is a box office disaster. Ridley Scott's The Last Duel with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon made just Four point eight million dollars, and it was in thirty three hundred movie theaters. You guys, so that's about um about fifteen hundred per showing, and there were multiple showings, and it's a disaster because this movie cost one hundred and fifty million. Those three stars alone, if you count Adam Driver, will have salaries that will make domestic profit in. Possible. This was a 21st century, 20th century Fox release that, you know, so um, good thing for Ridley Scott. He's got the House of Gucci coming out with Lady Gaga and Adam Driver in November. But it's gotten really good reviews. 87%. On Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score is 80 yeah, I think that... Uh, it's the timing, Lori. I agree. It seems like a medieval... It's like a winter it's movie. It's a winter it seems movie. like a November release. Totally, when we're cold and have nothing to do. Well, maybe they didn't want to have Ridley Scott do two uh, you know, releases around the same time. Thanksgiving is House of Gucci. I don't know, but it's only $4.8 million. That is an absolute disaster. And the movie that everyone went to, because, of course... Uh, teenagers, scary Halloween kills made fifty million this weekend. What did they expect? Twice the amount of No Time to Die, the Bond film, on its second week. In fact, the Bond movie fell by sixty percent in its second weekend, more than the last two Bond films. That's because uh, it's two hours and like forty-five very long. minutes. The Bond movie is having trouble holding an audience. Halloween Kills set a record for the largest opening of any horror movie which is amazing considering it's also streaming on peacock and the tomato and on rotten tomatoes it only has a 39 percent from the the critics but from the audience is up to 71 yeah 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 no we i mean this is the time this is the kind of movie that people want to go and see they like the scary movies and and no time to die uh variety writes it's a bit of a bust for that second week because um you know that movie cost so much and it was on the back burner for so long and um yeah it's just not to drop 60 percent 
it's too long. It's too long. Yeah. That is a commitment. Mm-hmm. That's like a. Mm-hmm. That's like saying, okay, I'm going to go to a movie after work and not come home till the next day. <laughs> I mean, really, that's that's how I feel. Like you would have to give that much time because adding to the two hours and forty minute playtime or whatever it is, give yourself another fifteen minute For previews. Trailers, yeah. And mm-hmm. it, that's just yeah. No one wants to sit that long. Yeah. I, you know, I when it was interesting when I was looking at this Susan Sarandon David Bowie movie, The Hunger. Mm-hmm. It it was ninety minutes. Yeah. You know that is ninety to one hundred and twenty. Let's not go over that. Okay. Hunter, it's just nobody got time for that. Julia, if the movie is good though, you don't care. If it's done well and it's done right, but well, if it's like got, Gone with the Wind, there was an intermission. Well, no, but that's a four-hour movie. That's an unfair <laughs> comparison. You know, you uh, you want your concerts to start at nine, be over by ten, I, and you want your movies. You over and you nine want minutes. and you want to stay in only five-star hotels, that's and I don't right. care. Okay, Sandra Bullock's uh, upcoming movie, though. Yes! The Lost City of D, although I've noticed uh, they've dropped the Lost City of D, and they're just calling it the Lost City. Okay, because it probably sounds too much like the Lost City of Z, which was already a movie. But this is with Chan and Tatum. I understand, Chanum. but just having it say the Lost City, City of D, okay. I, I like it, just okay. the Lost City. It sounds too much like that other dumb movie. Okay, so the movie, which Chanum plays her... Um, guy that is always like the Fabio on the cover of yes. her romance novels. Yes. And somehow, you know... Her, her himbo. Her himbo, that's exactly right. So they're moving, it's going from April to March for a theatrical release, and it's because it would have been competing against Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, the third thing in the fantasy. And they think those are going to be the two of the same crowds? No, but they don't want it to get lost. Like the last duel got lost going up against Halloween kills. Got it. In in a Halloween month. In a Halloween month. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of beautiful fall weather and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, she's on a book tour with her cover model. And they get swept up in a kidnapping attempt attempt that lands them in a cutthroat jungle adve- adventure. And then they fall in love. It sounds like, you it know. It sounds perfect. It sounds like, like romancing, romancing the, the stone. stone. Exactly right. And I like it in March. Well, April still is crappy here. I mean, we're doing things well, by the weather. Oscar, yeah, that would be like Oscar weekend. Yeah. Okay, so. So they I, do I look just, and see who else is playing that, you oh, know, and Lord, figure yes. all that out. And the Hollywood workers, the unions, they, they did. They reached a deal. They reached a deal. They yeah. got a Hollywood ending on Saturday night and the unions still have to ratify it, but it would have been the largest work stoppage if it happened. Basically everybody below the line on right. a movie or TV set. So I'm, that's good. That's good that they got that figured out and out and about in LA are lots of sightings. Um, Who are we seeing? Well, remember how much we loved the book Daisy Jones and the Six? Yeah, I've never read it, but you loved it. Everyone else loved it. I thought that I've I, I feel like it. I've talked about it so much. You I have, thought I talked I you into it. reading it. I, you could. Well, that book, it really is good, and it got optioned right as soon as it came out by mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon. And at first, we thought it was going to be a movie, but it's going to be a TV series. Riley Keough, Elvis's granddaughter, yes. plays Daisy Jones, and Suki Waterhouse plays Bradley the character. Cooper's baby mom. No, she plays oh, she the was... character Karen. 
Oh, she's his ex-girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the show is set in the 70s. They'll be able to have more time to tell this story about this rock. Okay, do you think they need it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think two hours they would have had to cut her out, and it's kind of an important part of the story. And um, anyway, I'm very happy about Daisy Jones and the Six coming to Amazon. And if you haven't read the book... By Taylor Jenkins, it's amazing. All of her books. She wrote the Seven um, Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. She wrote Malibu Rising. She's an incredible writer. Mm-hmm. There's 12 episodes that they're going to be for Daisy Jones yeah. and the Six. So that's going to be on for a while. Yeah. No, this is like a, you know, like a Mrs. America. We're getting a full treatment, and it's all in the 70s. And I think they filmed some of it at the Troubadour, and right. You know, and of course 70s fashion and which is all in back right hot now. guys in it. Riley's got Daisy's look down from the photos that I've seen. Oh, I would agree, Lori. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right, so um oh gosh, look at that. All right, Katie Seagal. This was scared oh, me for on, a second. On, on she, was hit, she was hit uh, by an electric car, you know, you can't hear him. Um but she was crossing a street when a Tesla clipped her while making a left turn. The driver stopped to help her. She was mm-hmm. hospitalized briefly for treatment. In an Instagram post shortly after the accident, her husband, Kurt Sutter, said, quote, she's the only one bringing in money right now, so I'll be picking up from the hospital later. Whatever happened with Rebel? I love that show. What happened? Remember, we it heard it got, was moving, and then we got, didn't ever hear anything. And it never got. She's on the Connors. Yes, she is. She plays Dan Goodman's wife. You know that. I did. I'm impressed. The Connors is doing well in the ratings. I always see it. I just You know what show is cuter than cute? The Wonder Years. The oh, reboot I haven't of watched the Wonder it. Years. Is it really? It is so funny. It is so good. It is as good as the original was. Don Cheadle narrates it. Right. I and never the act- watched The Wonder Years. Oh, you, you love that oh, I and love you love the show. middle. I never watched those shows. Oh, I loved that show. Yeah, I never ever watched it. Fred um, Savage, right? Yeah, and he's he's producing this. Is and, he really? Yeah, but I didn't it's know about that. a black family yeah. in that same time period. And um, a couple weeks ago, they had the episode where you know the mom gives the talk the talk to the boy, and it just it, it was just sweet and hysterical. Oh. It's just it's a good, really good, well done sitcom. Okay, I mean, good. it seems like it would be on you know a, a Netflix or a, it the Writing is really good. The acting is really Wonderful. good. It's, yeah. That makes me glad. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a show you could watch as a family. There you go. Julia. And everyone needs that. We've got to go because it's time for the Dirt Alert. Okay. We'll be right back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hello, Holly. Hello. Happy Monday. Yes. Yes. Welcome to your Dirt Alert, where we're going to be talking about Brad Pitt and his new champagne. Yes. Mm. His new rosé champagne ER2, which is hitting new extremes for quality. I had all that stuff. Is this from Miraval? Yes. Champagne farm. (laughs) Each edition of Fleur de Miraval is a constant quest for beauty, a desire to create space for all possibilities. So says Brad Pitt, talking exclusively to People.com about his new rosé champagne. Mm. There's a hot picture of him. Yeah. He looks good, but I mean. Not great. Well, not not great. His hair doesn't look great. (laughs) 
I was just thinking of the crappy Photoshop job that they did with the bottle of champagne that yeah. he has in his hand. That but, one sucks. The one where he's laying on the couch. These are. This isn't even really a new photo people? shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is some sloppy marketing. Is it because he's filming or what? It must be. But you know, the actual champagne bottle looks quite handsome. Oh, if they uh, yeah, love you that love bottle. it. You love. You love. It. It's the same thing as the rosé bottle, but it's got. You know, a sh- champagne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is kind of a continuation of the marketing for the rosé wine when Brad Pitt was in his gray sweatpants. Yep. So they must have done some photo shoot at the Chateau a year or two ago. And then they're like, well, just use these. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, go enjoy if that's your thing. Okay. Making ER1 and now ER2, um, the marketing person said no one was in a rush this is a business based in the barrel and impatience. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. ER2 has sat in lease and sellers for three years. 22,000 bottles are going to be offered at $400 per bottle. Wow. So we wish him well. We mm-hmm. wish him the best because you can still buy the Chateau Mirabal Rose. That's what, $20 to $30? It's 30 It's 30 mm-hmm. It's 30 mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, if you're looking to spend a little bit there. Jessica Simpson has regained complete ownership of her billion-dollar fashion brand. Yeah. I guess I didn't know that she didn't have her fashion brand 100% under her, but she certainly has not been a visible Jessica Simpson spokesperson. I feel like they must have... That must have happened, and she wrote her book, and she didn't ever really let us know. Mm-hmm. Now, Sequential Brands Group, which was the ownership of Jessica Simpson before Jessica Simpson bought it back, excuse me, uh, they kind of own some brands. You know, they have ownership of, remember the Justin Timberlake denim brand, William Rast? Yeah, yeah. that yeah. went nowhere. He went nowhere. Yeah, so it seems like this company buys brands that are kind of out in the ether, and mm-hmm. they have them. But, you know, maybe uh, the Jessica Simpson brand, which was so hot and it really was so hot. a and pioneer it, in celebrity brands. Branding. And she, she was, was the face of it. Yep. Though she was the face of it and she had more to do with the marketing of it and everything. And obviously, for whatever reason, they sold to this other company and now she wants, I mean, she's got well, a bad good for her. You don't see it like we used to. I no. mean, that was everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Right. So, Sequential Brands Group filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in August. And then Jessica and her mom, Tina Simpson, have been working to regain complete ownership of the brand. So before that, they owned a minority stake, about 37.5% of the company. When that company purchased a majority share from Camuto Group, Vince Camuto, that you can Mm -hmm. find in department stores. And now Jessica and Tina have total ownership of the fashion brand. All right. Yeah. So maybe we'll see Jessica Simpson out there modeling some things and being more active in the creative development of that. So... She had quite success. Uh, Mel Brooks in the news today. He's back at work. Hulu has just ordered a variety series based on his movie History of the World Part 2. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
And not only is it, it his property, he's going to write an executive producer's project. Wow. Good yeah. For him. So this is being described as a sequel to the 1981 movie. And that movie was made up of segments that dur- during different periods of time. So this is going to be kind of much of the same. And Wanda Sykes and Nick Kroll are among the writers on the series, too, with Mel Brooks. All right. How fun would that be? That yeah. would be a fun gig. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. Amazing. So glad that Mel is feeling healthy. Yeah, no kidding. And is going to gift us with some of his work. Someone else who is kind of busy, Barbara Streisand. Oh, what's Barbara doing? She's got a cool thing going. Yeah, so she's partnering with UCLA to fund an institute aimed at solving societal changes. So she's backing an organization at UCLA that will study topics like climate change, gender dynamics, and the arts, cultural impact, and truth. So she's dedicating this money. It's going to be called the Barbara Streisand Institute. So this has her name on it. And the four research centers of the Barbara Streisand Institute include the Center for Truth in the Public Sphere, the Center for the Impact of Climate Change, the Center for the Dynamics of Intimacy and Power Between Women and Men, and the Center for the Impact of Art on the Culture. So that's really cool. That is. Yeah. So go Babs. God, how much money do you think she gave? A lot. A lot. Yeah. If you've got your name mm-hmm. anywhere yeah. mm-hmm. on a college institution, they're like, thank you, ma'am, yeah. for the check and the donation. Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker continuing their PDA explosion after getting engaged over the weekend. They're making out on train tracks now. Uh, you know, but we they are a cute couple. We are we happy like about them. this couple. Very, we very much like they them. They feel like they're going to work. Like, I don't have any anxiety about these two getting together. Yeah. I do like the counter headlines that say Scott Disick is, quote, going crazy over this engagement. I bet he is. I bet he is. He always treated Courtney like he could have her back anytime um, he wanted. That was sort of always the vibe. And he, she always had to put up with his endless string of 19-year-old girlfriends. Well, right, exactly. And it's like, well, yes, Courtney is going to move on eventually. Yeah. And obviously she has with Travis Barker. And, you know, sometimes it's harder to move on when your kids are littler. Her kids are older now. They're like uh, late elementary and junior high. So it is easier. I always felt like Courtney was having good common sense about just dating younger guys and not anyone to get too serious with. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I was like, yeah, that's the way to roll with that. Yeah. So they're hanging out on the train tracks, wearing their studded hoodies. I love hoodies. that they are taking the train back to L.A. Yeah. So, you know, they're they're doing their thing. And, of course, we're going to be seeing all of this on the um, new Kardashian Hulu yeah, series. Yeah, that's my only thing. But I guess he's had a reality show. He and they had Meet the Barkers. Yes. I watched that show. Oh, of course she did. I did. Of, and there's it didn't not surprise a reality me. show Laurie misses. It did not surprise me when those two broke up. Oh, Shana Mochler. Yeah, and she was Barker. very dramatic. She was a very, they were, she was very dramatic. And uh, yeah, I just, those two were not. Yeah, that that was those MTV mid 2000s mm-hmm. reality couple shows, them and they Carmen Electra up. and Dave Navarro. Yes. Oh, I watched that show too. <laughs> oh, that was a good oh, yeah. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. But then again, and they all broke up. They all broke up. Yeah. Kanye West has officially changed his name. To yay. Mm, and he's officially walking around looking like Michael Myers. What is he wearing the Halloween mask for? That is just ridiculous. He, I'm sick of him. I don't know. Kids like his nails like that. No, I know. <laughs> but I mean, like, he always talked about how much his mom, Donda West, meant to him and his name. And I just think, is this, 
You know, because he knows people will still call him Kanye West. I I agree, Lori. He always talked about how important that was. Yeah, Yeah. and now he's just like, okay, legally, I'm just going to have that. I'm just going to be... Yay. Yay. Well, is it because... Kim stepped her stupid last name last. Adele. Yay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Justin, I don't don't know. know. Yeah. Well, so that's what he's going to be calling himself legally now, whether or not we go along. I mean, you know, right. Yeah, I mean, look at all the names uh, Diddy has given himself. That is true. Mm -hmm. That is true. And Paul McCartney has a new book that's coming out. It's called The Lyrics 1956 to the Present. And the headline this afternoon, Paul McCartney claims Bob Dylan gave the Beatles weed that made the ceiling move. Oh, good, good. I'm so glad. A good Minnesota connection. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, you go, Robert Zimmerman. (laughs) All right. That's the dirt for this afternoon. All right, people. Talk about a dating hack that uh, we saw in play on Twitter last week, but uh, people are thinking this could be a good thing to use in uh, the dating oh, profiles. Did you see it? any of the, the red flag? Yeah, I did the see red the red flag. flag. Did you guys see that? Yeah. So, um, Hannah started a good thing here for my talk. Yeah, so, it's so just, explain what it is. Well, so like if somebody says, you know, um, I live in my mom's basement and they're like 36, you know, red flag, Um, you know, different things that, you know, they're, it's a red flag. And looking back, you're like, oh, why didn't I recognize that for a red flag? So um, because in the modern world of online dating, there's so much benching and breadcrumbing that's happening. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Benching is where you've got a lineup of your, C and B squad while you're trying to get in the pants of the A squad. You have them on the back bench. And then breadcrumbing is you're throwing out little things to them to just keep them interested in case your A squad, you know, is disappears and you got to reach down. Okay. So, I mean, I, it makes sense. I mean, it makes it too easy online to be able to bench and bread crumb. But one of the things but yet it all takes energy. But but one of the things that mm-hmm. is the main thing that all online daters hate, probably except for the ones who are doing it, but 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 people hate the dishonesty and misrepresentation of looks, of interests, of everything. It's just like it's so maddening because like you said, it is a waste of time because you've already got benching and breadcrumbing and all this kind of thing. So um uh, I think actually this came about uh, like a TikToker thought of oh, this. Okay, but the hack is simple. Each time someone that you're messaging with um, does something that makes you feel uncomfortable or unhappy, you you put a red flag emoji next to their name. But okay, what what app will let you do that? Well, I don't know, but maybe you have something where you're kind of keeping track. Oh, so you do it yourself. Somehow. Oh. And when someone gets three red flags, you just end all conversations with them. Because you, when you're having multiple conversations, sometimes you get people mixed up. Who's who? You Wait, do? Did this guy say this or something? But it would just be maybe a way for you to, um, because we give, we're always about the green lights. But it's like it's easy to forget the red lights when some because in the haze of oh this might be something you know we kind of overlook so anyway there you go it's just it could maybe help with the rose tinted glasses got it okay seems like an easy but the hard part of course what 
merits a red flag. Only, oh, only you can. Only that. you can know. Yeah. But I will say something again because I don't know where I read the article. Um, if it looks too good to be true, it is. If the man is or the woman is too beautiful, I don't know that women get. I don't know that a lot of men get catfished as oh, much yeah. as women. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, so but Equal. if they're too good, if you can never meet yeah. them in person. Right. If they're always traveling for business. I believe I told you yeah. this to Julia yeah. right away. Do yeah. not believe these yeah. the international financier who lives in Paris and has an apartment in London. But a lot of them suddenly have moved to Minnesota. Right, mm-hmm. right. There's a boom. Yeah. So anyway, so that's one little thing. Okay. Now, the green flags that you should look for when you're dating, there okay. are that someone could possibly be a, a keeper, you know. Um, is uh, like they're keen. They're they want to impress you from the get go. Like that is such a good green flag right yeah. away. If somebody's like they've planned something, they've not put it on you. They've not been wishy washy. Blah blah blah. But um, because sometimes people are so busy looking for the red flags, we forget to look for the green flag. Uh dating experience thing and that is something that like that's a good green flag Mm because you know how mad you get like when somebody is being wishy-washy about getting together to me that could be for some people a red flag oh 100 you know um either you do or you don't and there's no reason to extend anything past that yeah the conversation flows they seem they're genuinely listening uh, to you, they can mention an ex without anger or bitterness. Mm-hmm. That is a green flag. Um, they f- are respectful, uh, you know, respect your time, and they're not going to call and cancel the last minute or something like that. And um, and then uh, they're as yes. invested as you are into, yeah. okay, what's next? Yeah. Yeah, so these are all... Those are very good and you have a good gut feeling that you can go along with that. You know, remember mm-hmm. what your first gut feeling was. Because sometimes we'll talk ourselves out of. Or in. Or in to a feeling. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's my green flags. Now, green flags and red flags. Red I flags. like it. Does everyone, do you guys feel that you are completely, you know what all the baseball metaphors are for making out from going yes. back to when you were yes. in. First base is kissing. Second base is up the shirt. Third base is down the pants. Fourth base is home run. Home run. Mm-hmm. Rachel, does that recollect with you? Oh, I don't even know. It changes. I it I does swear change. Yeah, and it, I think I haven't updated it with the new modern yeah. sexual, you know, twist since when we were young. Yeah. Well, first base, we all know that's PG. That's yes. kissing. Yeah. It, it could include first. It could include French kissing. Well, that's what, but I mean, your yeah. first kiss, you know, the first time you go to first base, though, is maybe not going to be French kissing right away. Maybe well, what it age is. group are we talking about right I now? Adults know, or children? No. Is this sex money for children? No, it's for adult couples. Right. So not everybody is hoovering right away. You might build into a slow, sweet kiss. All of it's first base, though, Julia. Yes, kissing is first base. Mm-hmm. Okay. Second base is, you know... This is where generational differences come into play. <laughs> it can include the breasts. It can be under or over clothes. Um, 
Second base is, you know, now people include... Above the waist? Above and below the waist for second base. Oh, it's really? It's accelerated. Oh, it's accelerated. Oh, yeah. So well, know that. Okay, above and below. Just well, know that, that that's might... changed. Okay. It doesn't the... leave a lot of room for third base. Well, then, third right? base, I know. Third base has is... been updated. For third base has been updated. I like it that it's accelerated. It has because it's accelerated to oral. Oh. Third base. Okay. Okay. And second base, of course, is changing with the times. There's a lot of different sexualities involved and everything. That's so that right. just makes sense. Right. It can't because, just be above the waist. Right. When right. there's things equally intriguing below the waist. Right. All right. So, third, so I'm doing this for like a modern update because I yes. thought, you know, people don't know. Thank this. you. So third base is just oral. Basically. Wow. Yeah. Any direction. Okay. And uh, the home run you know, the horizontal tango, as it were, as it were, uh, whatever you want to call it. The home run is still sexual Sexual intercourse. That's right. And um, and then there is a there is another one, but I've I've forgotten what what that would be. Grand Slam. Maybe. Salad toss. No, 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 that's not a baseball metaphor that I know of. No, (laughs) a grand slam. I just thought because we've done first base, second base, third base. Home run, but if you get a grand slam, slam, is is that maybe that's what I said? Is it a salad toss? Yeah, no, no, okay. I don't know, Julia, but I'm going to take a guess, and I'm going to guess it involves another. I know, I thing. just said it. Yeah, Not, isn't that what we call? No, it? no, I'm talking about like maybe something you would belt on or hold oh. to. Oh. <sighs> Or go in an area that's not as explored. Yeah. Julia's writing. I'm writing it. I've given you every clue that you're not picking up, but I'm just going to keep. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't know, though. This My story from my good little website just wanted to update people on the baseball metaphor. For, of sex well, because glad. people I was not thinking that you weren't no, no I was thinking it, a third person yeah well oh. so was I oh, look at you modern yeah. people yeah I was like that's what I was thinking too Julia she's got her head in the gutter she really does well you do too both of you if you want someone else to be joining you <laughs> both of you okay and once again this is done every year uh, once again the most dangerous sexual position uh, the reverse cowboy. That's right. The reverse cowgirl, Julia. This is bendable. This is when the penis can get fractured, even though, like, you've seen it on Pornhub, you've seen it in different things, you think it's all going to be so exciting. This is this is what sends more men to the emergency room than any other sexual incident. That in horseback riding incidents. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's true. I know. Circle. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, even though people love the reverse cowgirl, it you've got to be a gentle cowgirl in some dis. Thank dis, you. Some regards. All right. You can't just flail around like you're on a mechanical bull, right? Bending it back and right. forth, going oh my god, and all adding all this extra hysterics. No, no, no. Go easy, cowgirl. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lori. Really? advice of the day. She yeah. did update us on the bases. I did. All right. All right. We'll be right back. And all right. So here is the deal. We are selling Project Down and Dirty tickets, people. It's coming up and there's limited, you know, we've sold quite a few of them. So if you want to get in on that, please check out our um, website at MyTech1071. Keyword project. That's right. Okay. So Lori, 
Um, we've got a new Guinness World Record holder. That's Tony Bennett. He oh, just what? won one. What, what and he has several for being the oldest person to release an album of new material. The mm, one with Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. So he is 90, what they say, 95 years and 60 days old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, according to Guinness, he won. And so... He has, here's his other Guinness Book of World Records. He holds four other ones. Oldest person to reach number one on the U.S. album chart with a newly recorded album for Keek to Keek. Longest time between U.K. top 20 albums, 39 years. Oldest person to enter the U.K. top 20 album chart with duets, an American classic when he was 80. Lady, These are Lady Gaga, the cheek mm-hmm. to cheek. Longest time between the release of, of an original recording and a re-recording of the same single by the same artist. Amazing. Um, and that was The Good Life. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of kind of cool. Very cool. So tonight is, um, if you're wondering... It's Grease Night on Dancing with the Stars. I am wondering what fresh hell Tyra is going to put us through in the outfit department. She'll wear a pinky Tuscadero. She'll wear that. If she she wears Sandy in the leather at the very end. I'm not going to be able to take it. I'm not going to be able to take it. I hope she does, Lori. I know. And Olivia Newton-John is making a guest appearance. I and, love that. And our Suni Lee, our uh, Miss- Olympic gold medalist, she had she didn't even know what Grease the movie was. You want to feel old? Well, try. Explaining. I get that. But I mean, you know, like that is. Uh, I guess if no one like like I remember. Did did Nikki like that movie from Hanging it. Out with You? She loved that movie. Because I sometimes feel like an auntie or an uncle will I introduce you to a movie. I don't think it was at all for me. She loved that movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot she of loved that movie. Uh, and a lot of times if you see a play or something, but yeah. Suni was always in a gym. Right. When did she have time to watch TV? Right. Um, anyway, so they're dancing Grease. So, you know, it should be kind of you I know, think some so fun too. music. Here are a couple other things for tonight. Um... You have um, series premiere of Wakefield. It's on Showtime at eight o'clock. Oh. It's a psychological mystery about oh. a gifted. I know, Lori. It's right this up here. This is right up my alley. It's at eight o'clock tonight on Showtime. It's called Wakefield, a psychological mystery about a gifted, gifted psych- psychiatric nurse who starts to lose his grip on reality. Mm. Okay. There's also on ABC at nine o'clock. It's a one-hour special, The Real Queens of Hip Hop. The woman oh, who changed the game. Yes, I, I'm sure Robin Roberts, this is her production company. Yes, has been doing a lot of these. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. a guy. I want to watch that. Um, there's the voices on. It's part three of the battle rounds, and tomorrow, you know, we get the Bachelor at Michelle. She's coming. Oh yeah, that that's starting. Mm-hmm. So that's those are just a couple other things. Thank goodness, Dancing with the Stars isn't making us do two nights again. Oh God! That's Former President much. Bill Clinton had a UTI, mm. something your grandparents have suffered from many times. <laughs> Good old UTI. Are you talking about my grandparents? No, many or? of our grandparents. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, some people are just prone to these, and one thing that happens from it is dementia-like uh, mentality. Mm-hmm. They're forgetful. They yeah. like lose. Oh, so dear. I know someone whose mom is 95 and this is a common thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, dear. So UTIs, if your folks are older, just know know what to look for. What are the signs? Mm-hmm. What are the signs? Other things. Um, this kind of made me laugh. You know, the Green Bay Packers always win. 
Do they? And Aaron Rodgers, they beat the Bears yesterday. Oh, he still owns them. And, and well, this is what he says at the goal line. He jumps back up, smacks, talks smack to the. He got knocked down in the end zone because he ran for a touchdown uh-huh. at the end of the game. I've owned you all my bleeping life. I still own you. I still own you. I'm surprised you didn't give him the middle finger. Mm. Mm-hmm. Why do the Packers always they beat the Bears? Have, but they have, they're like yeah. a rivalry. They're yeah. like an angry... I watched some tussle between Viking and Panther fans on TMZ today from some kind of brawl that happened in People the stadium. People drink too much at those sometimes, and they get a little aggressive. Oh, my gosh. Can I say, I yeah. am a Packers fan, so yeah. I have to defend my yes. quarterback. He did say in a post-game conference that... He was just getting worked up, and then he saw a Bears fan in the stand looking straight at him and flipping him the double bird. Oh, there you so go. So that's yeah. why he. Hey, said I that. am not. I am a fan of smack talking while the game is going on. It is what should be done. It's what I would be doing. I agree. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's I part mean, of the fun. It's part of the deal. Yeah. And you know, you just usually don't hear a quarterback. Well, you know screaming what? I'm at. glad that that quarterback said that. You know that what? Our too, yeah? quarterback's uh, cousins was screaming when our kicker missed but the they, field goal to go ahead at the end of the regular timed game. Oh, yes. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Unbelievable. That been, mm-hmm. It just... Classic Vikings. But, Every, I mean, it's getting to a point where... It's classic now. And now it is part of the fairy tale. It is part it of is, the... Tw- it's not a fairy tale. tale. It is part of the... It's to grim, be expected. The grim story of the Vikings <laughs> will always be there will be missed field goals. And extra points. It's just yeah. bizarre. Mm-hmm. Rachel, are you from Wisconsin? I'm not. I'm from Illinois. So, okay. But you I became, grew up became, or with a Packers. My dad was a Packers okay, fan. Okay, there so, you go. That's yeah. how it happens. Yep. I mean, look Love at the it. one Montana kid who's a bigger Viking fan uh, than anybody that lives here. I know. You know what I'm saying? I know. I know. So, yeah, I was glad that Casey would be coming home in a good mood yesterday for that game. Because, man, the Sunday before he was grouchy. And I'm like, well, how can you get grouchy about something you say you don't care about anymore? It's hard. Yeah, he can't. He just accept that you're a Viking fan, dude. You bleed purple. It hurts. And you need time every Sunday to recuperate for about an hour or so. Yeah, the past few weeks for the Vikings have been oh no, it's, heartbreaking. It's been a few years. I, like it's been like ten. Yeah, mm. rub it in, Rachel. But yeah. I mean, hey, you won, so yeah, it's all that matters. It's yeah. a win. They, a win. We, they breathe for another week. You know, who's having a hard time is because half my family is Seattle oh, fans. Oh, oh yeah, the yeah, Seahawks are. Their guy got hurt so bad. Oh yesterday. yeah, I was watching that. But game. he could move his hands and his feet. But, anyway, but boy, that was scary. Talk about brats, though. They, 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 the 13th fans, the th- number 13, which is the fan, they have turned. I thought it was number 12. Or whatever. It's the, the 12th. 12th man, whatever it is. Lori. <laughs> but anyway, they've turned. The only ones that don't are Packer fans. I know it. Packer fans are the most they're tried loyal, and true. But they're loyal, loyal fans. and their team wins. All yeah. right. Have a great night, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow.